Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now let's go to the hotline and bring in the publisher of Florida Politics. Peter Shorsch, you can find all of his work and all of his team's reporting and sign up for the Sunburn newsletter so you get the latest in your inbox every morning at floridapolitics.com. Peter, it's great to talk to you. And let's start with an update on what's happening in Tallahassee with the current legislative session. What moves have been made? What bills have progressed or died since the last time we spoke? I mean, this is the dorky time of the year, okay? So I'll say like weird terms like sovereign immunity, and litigation, financing, and, uh, you know, budget appropriations, because that's what's really going on right now. This is crunch time. It's the final three weeks of a 60-day legislative session. All they have to do is pass the budget. Uh, both the House and Senate have passed their respective budgets. Uh, now they got to go into conference and work that out. There are some differences there. And then when you add in basically a tax cut plan, which is probably – the most interesting to the average Floridian because it's a question of, and it's also setting up the biggest showdown between the legislature and Governor DeSantis. It's about whether or not the legislature is going to include his call for basically some insurance relief, um, several hundred million dollars of insurance relief. There's a little bit of it in the Senate, not there in the House yet. And so we're kind of waiting to see if this is going to be the first big break between the legislature and DeSantis post the presidential campaign. The thing that I've noticed about this session, it feels like the Senate President Kathleen Pasadomo has really made her mark on this session by uh, doing away with a lot of the culture war bills that were proposed. I mean, they made a lot of headlines early on ahead of session, but really those are the bills that seem to be dying the quickest right now, right? Florida is where woke uh, went to die then I will say that the Florida Senate is where the war on woke has died. Uh, and that's because of Kathleen Pasadomo. She has, you know, there was a really ugly incident. We talked about, it, uh, I think the last time I was yeah. on and it was just about the Confederate monuments. And it's just like, you know what? Enough, enough. And even Ron DeSantis, you know, there was a weird press conference where last week where he's like, Hey, you know, stop turning in local school districts for having the Bible. Or, you know, or having, you know, some of these other texts there that are not controversial. And so I think the appetite for a lot of this stuff is, is, is at its end. Uh, DeSantis' political muscle is still active, but I think you want to take a break from it. And Kathleen Pasadomo, I don't want to say it too loud because I hate to see what she does in the last three weeks if she moves away from it. But I feel like she is, she's put her foot down and is, is moving on. I guess the only thing is, you know, is this one big battle between her and Paul Renner over the social media ban, the ban on whether or not minors can easily access social media without parental approval. That's the other big culture war. But I'll be honest, we published some polling today. I don't think that that falls under the category of woke. I do think that that's one of those things where people are like, hey, New York City is doing social media companies right now. What is Florida doing about it? Yeah, I don't consider that bill part of the culture wars or part of this woke issue that we're seeing. That's a legitimate issue. The problem is 
It's whether or not that goes too far in terms of government's role in all of this. And again, we're joined by the publisher of Florida Politics, Peter Shorsch. And that's a bill where you even have Governor DeSantis saying, I'm not so sure I'm on board with it because I don't know that it's constitutional. You know, and when you hear things like that, uh, you know, what they're asking him at press conferences, kind of feeling him out. I, I really do get a kind of like retroactive, strong sense that there just wasn't a lot of conversation while the governor was on the campaign trail about what the session would be about. And so he's getting sealed out or felt out, you know, 45 days in here about bills. Usually these things get worked out ahead of time, even if it's opposition. And so I don't know. It feels like there's a, I don't want to say surprises, but I think we're going to quietly end session with not a lot done. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. So what should we watch for moving forward as we only have what now? A couple of weeks left. I'm telling you that HB1, um, because you're going to see the social media companies come in. You're going to see the social media companies come in, but you're also going to see, I hate to say it, but you're going to see Pornhub come in. You're going to see some of the adult stuff come in. You're going to see the gambling companies come in. I think you're going to see a lot of media buys over the next three weeks about uh, the social media bill. That's going to be a uh, very big profile. And then, you know, the showdown over the tax cuts, which also has ramifications for our friends in Hillsborough County about how to spend the uh, sales tax referendum money that's been almost $600 million that's been uh, collected, what goes on with that. So HB1 budget taxes, keep an eye on that the last three weeks. What are some other storylines that you've been following recently in Florida politics? Obviously, the session has been the dominant one, but things have quieted down a little bit since Governor DeSantis got out of the presidential race. I, uh, I am increasingly, I'm, it's like, you know, going back to a, a show you've watched several times on Netflix. I'm going back to the Matt Gates show. Um, you know, like there, there's a big, big profile in the New Yorker that's coming out. I think, you know, today, tomorrow, um, that's putting him back there. The ethics committee, uh, the house ethics, um, is it a committee or commission? Um, you know, they have been, there's a lot of reporting about what they've been looking at about. It goes back to the, you know, the sex trafficking and things like that. There's talk, you know, will there be a vote to expel him? You know, can you expel him with only a couple vote majority? Um, he's just back in the news, so ingrained in Trump world, uh, just so understands that. So I don't know. I feel like I'm going back to an old favorite right now, which is the Matt Gates show. Could we see Matt Gates if Trump were to win in November? Could we see him with all these issues that are kind of, plaguing him on the congressional side with the ethics committee and all that kind of stuff. Could we see him uh, try to just go into the Trump administration in some role? I think he really wants to be Florida governor. I mean, I think that that is, I, I, I would say if Trump were to win, look for him to, you know, get out there by the summer of uh, 2025. Like, I don't think he, I think he will try to close off that field. It'll be a multi-way, get Trump's endorsement, get Trump's backing and kind of shut it down early. I think that that would be the revenge of Matt Gates against a lot of his critics. I don't think he's, you know, particularly enamored with, you know, the day-to-day lawmaking of yeah, Congress. No. He's a hand grenade thrower. Right. So um, I think he wants to be in the news, et cetera. And so, and he may want to, quite honestly, avoid a George Santos-esque fate here. So he might, he may want to get out of there sooner rather than later. The publisher of Florida Politics, Peter Shorsch. Again, find all of his work, all of his team's great reporting, and sign up for that Sunburn newsletter so you get it all in your inbox every morning at floridapolitics.com. Peter, really great to talk to you. We will catch up with you again next week.
Okay, thanks, Brian. Take care. Now let's bring in our air travel and market expert, Jay Ratliff. You can find him online at daytradefund.com. That's daytradefund.com. Jay, it's great to talk to you. And since the last time we spoke, we got some new inflation data, some new retail sales numbers, and both, I think, seem to indicate that it's unlikely the Federal Reserve is going to cut interest rates anytime soon. We'll probably still get some cuts at some point in 2024, but those who were thinking uh, they were going to be aggressive in cutting interest rates, uh, I think they need to rethink that following this latest batch of data. Yeah, the, the, the recent news, Ryan, is certainly causing a lot of the people that were big-time proponents on aggressive and uh, several interest rate cuts, as many as seven for the course of 2024, certainly backpedaling just a bit as we're seeing what uh, some are worried that could end up developing into a trend. And we'll have to wait and see if that's the case with some of the, the numbers that you had mentioned being a, a little bit uh, stronger in a bad sense than what we would like to see. And even right now on Wall Street, the, the idea of an interest rate cut in June is starting to see a little bit of a cooling off as well. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we could see something by the middle of the year. But as you and I have talked about since uh, last fall coming into this year, I think if we could walk away with what Jerome Powell had indicated, maybe as many as three interest rate cuts in 2024, I would consider that a huge, huge win. At this point in time, we're still paused. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. And if, if some of these numbers continue – I hate to even say it, but it's out there. If the Fed feels like they need to raise interest rates yeah. one more time, they're going to do it because they've followed their game plan uh, lock and step every uh, step of the way here. And they're simply not going to change what they've been doing simply because it's not a uh, popular opinion. Because, uh, look, what they're doing is not politically motivated. It is economically motivated. And as they look at things from a macro and a micro standpoint, they're going to do everything they can to try to make sure that we stay ahead of inflation, uh, regardless if it's a popular decision or not. Yeah, it's hard to tell if this latest batch of inflation data is a blip or a trend. It's, it's right. certainly too early to say that it's some kind of a trend. Um, but we were moving in a pretty positive direction, albeit slowly, uh, in terms of bringing those inflation numbers closer to the Federal Reserve's 2% target. And then this uh, kind of like a bit of a speed bump there. And that's an excellent point. And, you know, for a lot of the people that thought, well, we've, we the battle with inflation's over, Jay, I'm thinking, no, it's not. I mean, some of the recent data has suggested that we were getting an upper hand. But to simply dismiss inflation as, eh, I, I mean, you're just ignoring all the different components that make up the inflationary data. And there's always concerns. And, of course, being students of history, as you and I are, we're aware of the fact that there's been times in the past where we've battled as a, as a country economically inflation and times when we've done a good job and other times when we've not. And the times that we've not, we've allowed it to just blow by us. Uh, thinking that we had it licked, it's over, and it turned out not to be the case. And sadly, it was something we fought for a number of years after that fact. So I, I'm not in the camp that's going to dismiss the fact that this battle with inflation is over, done with, let's move on, because I still think that there's some serious work that needs to be done moving forward. And that's one of the reasons that seeing that, it, it, it's always curious to me to see the, the optimism on Wall Street as we approach new highs all the time. And I think we came off of a losing week for the first time in four or five weeks on the Dow. But, you know, Ryan, you're seeing people right now that are reading articles about all these recent highs. 
and they're moving money into the market, not because that was their predetermined plan, but because emotionally, which is the most dangerous way to trade, they're feeling as though they're missing out on something. And that fear of missing out, that FOMO that we talk about all the time, is very real. And it's a very driving emotion. And sadly, it's causing some people that normally would be reserved on the sidelines, keeping their money back, looking for opportunities where stocks go on sale to jump on them. They're moving that money in right now at times when some of these stocks are at all-time highs. And I just – I cannot agree mm -hmm. with that move because, you know, history tells us that, you know, you follow the crowd at this point in time. And many times it's a movie you end up regretting. We're joined by our market and air travel expert, Jay Ratliff. You can find him online at daytradefund.com. Again, that's daytradefund.com. So Dana has uh, an interesting story. And I think I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to it. It's how if one thing goes wrong when you're set to fly somewhere, it could really snowball from there. Yeah, it really did. So my dad and stepmom were supposed to fly to Orlando Saturday morning to do a Disney vacation with her kids and grandkids. And their flight to Orlando got canceled Saturday morning. They couldn't get another flight until Sunday night. So they decide to fly to Tampa. They're like, we'll just rent a car in Tampa drive to Orlando. Well, my dad starts trying to get rental cars and he cannot get a rental car in Tampa. So I said, I'll come pick you guys up. I'll drive you to Orlando. But it was raining and all that. They had yeah. a terrible flight landing. So they ended up staying at my house because they wanted to get a hotel and have their own space. The cheapest hotel they could find was $400. So if no. I wasn't here, they would have ended up spending $400 on a hotel. And then I had to get them to Orlando by 1030 the next morning or the rental car place was going to charge them another $100 change fee to change their rental car. So I got them to Orlando. They got to where they needed to be. But these are people in their 70s. Yeah. Traveling is already stressful for them. And it was a lot. So thankfully, I was able to help them, got to spend some time with them. But it just goes to show the domino effect of these airlines. And they got like a like a $12 food voucher or something for all the trouble. <laughs> and Dana, they were catching one of the first flights out in, of the day, correct? Yeah, it was a maintenance issue with the plane. Mm, and then my stepmother yeah. was like, there's all these other JetBlue planes sitting there. Like they couldn't have just used one of those and moved some things around. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, what a nightmare start to their trip. They were tightening well, the bolts yeah. on yeah. those planes. Oh. Yeah, some assembly required. We've talked about that with Boeing. But, you know, what? It, thankfully, they had a Dana in their life that could help kind of right. save the day on that. But there's a lot of times when that's not the case. And, uh, yeah, look, I, I had a flight Friday night that, that was uh, delayed to the point I missed a connection uh, get, coming back to Savannah. So uh, it, it, you have these aggravations, and they, they happen. But it's a perfect example of how, yeah, there's a lot of times that people – they don't have a backup plan for things. You, you know, we do it with stocks. We always know where we're going to buy a stock and sell it if it goes up or down. And a lot of times if I go to the airport, I've already looked in advance. If my flight's delayed to the mm. point I'm going to miss my connection, I have I have an idea of some additional flights I can ask the, the agent about. Hey, how about a flight through Detroit? How about this, this connection through Dallas? Whatever it might happen to be, I've always got a backup plan just in case things go a little bit awry. That's smart. And uh, sadly right now, a lot of times when people show up, those other flights are filled, which limits the, the options that an agent might have. But the other thing is, 
anytime I buy a stock, I expect it to go down. I always expect things to go worse, and obviously 80% of the time it goes up, so I'm happy. So when I go to the airport, I'm still expecting things to go bad. That way I've got a backup plan. Love that, Jay. Because my dad told me, look, uh, in baseball, know what you're going to do with the ball before you get it. And when you travel and in life, that's exactly how you're prepared so that you can make quick decisions under times when are a little pressure. So you've got at least an idea of, you know, what's my backup plan going to be if things go south. But, Dean, I'm glad you were there for your parents in 70. I'm not 70, but I'm not that far away from it. It's not that old, so they're doing it. <laughs> they said it, not me. They yeah. said, we're old people. I just want to throw that out stress. there. Although yeah. I just I just crossed 60, so I'm, I'm coming to terms with that. But, yeah, don't be throwing them out there. It, it, it's quite that old with that. But, look, it's stressful. And hats off to them for catching the first flight out of the day because typically that's the flight that is going to be the, the, the flight that's going to be on time. Obviously, you have a maintenance issue. You want them to fix the plane, and those other aircraft were – assigned to go other places so it would have been difficult for them to just pull one of those planes off right. and inconvenience two flights as opposed to one but uh, i'm just glad they got there safe and their vacation is underway well jay i knew there was a reason i liked you you're an eternal pessimist uh, we definitely have that in common it's the way that you know it's it, and then when you make the decisions people say man because i did it at the airport i was always envisioning things going wrong and people would say you're such a fast thinker well i love that compliment yeah. that's not necessarily <laughs> the case i've just thought things through right and uh, it, it was a number of years ago that i teamed up with marlo thomas she did a book and it was about uh, the right words at the right time and, and i used that very concept which was a lesson that my dad taught me and they threw it in Reader's Digest and did some different things with it and it's a story that I love. I'll, I'll toss it to you guys so you can see it but it's it's an idea in life of just always knowing what you're going to do ahead of time so when that decision arrives you know you just make the, the choice and yeah it does make you look like a fast thinker and I don't mind people thinking that. Our air travel and market expert Jay Radliff with us this morning. You can find him online again at daytradefund.com that's daytradefund.com Jay great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Uh, my pleasure. The Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show and find us online at RyanGormanShow.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.